Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. So excited uh, to be with you guys uh, today. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of interesting things going on in the world today, and you all chose to come to church and, uh, and fight this thing with, with some faith. And some people might think that that's silly, but, uh, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with being silly. And, uh, and still serving my God. Amen. But, uh, but hey, I, I want to continue our marriage series that we started last week called Marriage Myths. Uh, last week, uh, we looked at the myth that marriage is problem-free. And how many know that is a myth and that is not uh, true that there are going to be uh, some problems that, that come along the way? Uh, certainly, sometimes intentional and sometimes not. And we kind of walked through that a little bit uh, last week. In fact, you can turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 uh, today. But yeah, we talked through how in order to grow through that and, and, and strengthen your marriage, actually, you should strengthen your, your faith. Because if you strengthen your faith, you'll strengthen your whole life, everything in your life. You'll strengthen your faith, you'll strengthen your, your marriage. Um, because what we're learning to do is we're learning to put God first. Learning to be, and, and if you're not married, you're putting God first and you're preparing uh, to be married one day. Uh, you're, you're, you're putting God first and, and seeking after your spouse, so to speak. And in fact, I would encourage you, if you're single and you're not married, I would encourage you to become the person that you want to marry, right? And then the next thing, if you are married, you should be seeking God first and then seeking God with uh, your, your spouse. Mark, can you go up and, and turn this down some? It's a little, little hot um, for me. Thank, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so, so last week we talked about, yeah, there's, there's no problem for your marriages, but man, if you're seeking God and you're really trying to grow, and, and if you strengthen your faith, you'll strengthen uh, your marriage. You'll see that's a theme that's going to happen throughout this whole entire message. Today I'm going to talk to you about the myth of greener pastures. Uh, the myth of, of greener pastures. Um, if you've got Genesis chapter 2, it uh, should be pretty easy because it's the first book of the Bible, you know, so you know, you, there's not a whole lot of flipping around uh, with that. Uh, but Genesis chapter 2. Uh, verse 24, it says this, uh, That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this day. Uh, we, we're, we're so thankful that we can gather uh, together. And Lord, we just pray that as we, as we talk through this, as we look at your word, Father, that you would speak to us, God, that we could have strong, healthy Good, godly marriages, Lord, the way that you've designed them for us. Lord, that we're growing, that we're getting closer to you, Father, and that we're growing in our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I don't, I don't want to just pray that. I, I really want that to happen for you. I want you to have good, godly, strong, healthy, wonderful uh, marriages. But guess what? It's going to take work. <laughs> if you don't know that yet, it's going to take work. It's going to take uh, some things. But I want us to look at Genesis uh, here We'll go back to this first multiple times throughout uh, the message today. Uh, but man, God saw that mankind should not be alone, right? And he said, man, I, you know, God himself is relational, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he created man to, to have a relationship with and, and to, to, to have them rely on him and trust in him. And then he would love them. And, and, and he creates man in, in, in the perfect environment for him to survive, right? God providing for him uh, everything. The, you know, the, the garden uh, was a place where God, they just had everything. They had every, Adam had everything that he needed, um, and ultimately he had God who provided all that. And that's the way God created it to be, for us to solely rely 
on him. And then he looks and he says, hold up, something's missing. I, you know, I'm a relational God and I have this relationship with Adam, but, but, but I don't want him to be alone. He needs a companion. And so, so, so he, then we see him create um, Eve and, and we see this uh, picture of a first marriage, right? And, 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 and the Bible says that they were naked. Man, what a way to start the very first message, uh, marriage, right? What a way. They had everything that they needed in God, and they were naked. Man, that's my idea of a great uh, time, right? But, but not, man, that, 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 that nakedness, that was, a, 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 that was an innocence. There was a purity that was there. There was no sin yet. There, there was a purity uh, that was there. There was no shame. <coughs> it was holy. It was, it was there. It was just them and God, and that's the way our marriages should be. Founded on God, based on Him, based on our relationship with Him. And the closer that we get to Him, the holier our marriage and purer our marriage will become and get to. But God said, I, I want to I create a companion, someone for mankind to do life with. Someone to follow my purposes, someone to serve me with. It's not good for them to be. Some of y'all need to remember that your spouse is a blessing. You need to remember your spouse is a blessing and you need to start treating them as such. And I get it. I know times get tough at times. I told you it's not problem free, right? It's going to be tough at times. There's going to be some things that, that you're going to work through and there's going to be some things you will get through it, okay? You will get through it. Uh, but, 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 man, you need to start treating your marriage as a blessing. <clears throat> but sometimes the grass seems greener on the other side, doesn't it? Sometimes the grass seems greener on the other side. Sometimes it seems greener with someone else. Sometimes it seems uh, greener because it's like you see all these other married couples and they seem like they've got it going on and, and they have a really great marriage, right? So sometimes it, it seems like it would be greener if we were just apart. <coughs> Excuse me. Right? But we forget that sometimes the grass is greener because there's a septic tank underneath it, right? you have heard that, right? That's a Ted-ism um, there. But we forget that. Because listen, we might think that, 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 that it's greener with some other person, but, but some other person is going to have some other problems that it's going to carry with them. It might seem uh, great at first, and, 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 but, but it's, not, it's not greener with someone else. Right? That, that's not the solution, right? It might seem greener because all these other couples, maybe they seem like they have it all together and they post their, their family events and their family uh, gatherings and their, their family photos and, and nobody's going to put their dirty laundry on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. They're going to put all the good stuff out there so you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. They may be having a really tough time. They just put on a good front when they're out around everybody. Don't, don't look to other couples. Don't compare yourself to other marriages. and Because I'm sure they've got their own problems. Because, again, marriage is not problem-free. It might seem like, man, just time apart. Maybe a little bit. But, man, you got to work on it together and come together, right? So, so the grass might seem greener on the other side, but I want you to hear this this morning. I want you to write this down. If you don't get anything else out of today, get this. Uh, the grass might seem greener on the other side, but listen, to this. the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you are. So get this. Stop comparing, stop complaining, and start cultivating your marriage. Come on, somebody. Start cultivating. Start, start working together. Start working on it. And even if it's just one thing at a time, one step at a time, start working on it together. God said it's not good for man to be alone. He blessed 
Adam with a companion. He has blessed you with a companion. If you're not married yet, he will bless you. And you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to cultivate it. You're going to have to water it sometimes, right? So I'm going to give you a few things this morning, some ways that you can uh, work on your marriage, some ways that you can water it and cultivate it and make it uh, better. You guys ready? Three things, right? You're going to have to protect your marriage. You're going to have to prioritize your marriage. And you're going to have to pursue your spouse. There's probably a lot of other little things that we can throw in here. But you have to learn to protect your marriage, prioritize your marriage, and pursue your spouse. Let's look at the first one, protect. Protect uh, your marriage. Uh, anybody, you lock your house up when you leave, right? You lock your house, some of you got a security system, maybe, right? If you're living the good life and you're able to do that, you can, you can have a security system on your house. Um, maybe, how many of you lock your doors on your cars, right? Why do we do that? Why do we lock our stuff up? Because what? You're protecting it because it's what? It's valuable. Car, uh, yeah, not Carson, Kendall. There's too many K's. Kendall, yeah, it's valuable. You get it. It's valuable. We protect what's valuable. How valuable is your marriage? Why wouldn't we protect our marriage? It's valuable. God has blessed you with that. Let's, let's protect it. you got to protect that. Here's how you do that, right? Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to have intimacy in your relationship. And intimacy isn't always, you know, uh, sex stuff either. I'm talking about there's, there's a deeper level, a deeper connection that you're going to have with your spouse. And that's called intimacy. And you have to protect that. But secrecy is the enemy of intimacy. Secrecy is the en- enemy of intimacy. We're supposed to be able to confide in each other, not hide from each other. Right? In the Bible, um, in Ephesians 5, 8, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. God called you out of that, right? Live as children of light. Live as children. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. You will never find healing in the dark. Right? In fact, shame grows best in the dark. There's so many times we, we try to hide that. Look what happens to Adam and Eve when, when, they, when they sin, right? When, when they disobeyed God, they weren't supposed to eat that apple, and they did it. Look what happens. Genesis 3, 7 through 10. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. But the Lord called to the man, where are you? I mean, he knew where he was. But he wanted to hear it from him. He said, where are you? What are you doing? In other words, what are you, what are you doing? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. How I many of you have kids, you know? Uh, it's like, all right, especially little ones, and you're potty training them. They're like, where, where do they go? They disappeared, and they're in like a corner or in the closet, you know, pooping in their pants, you know? You guys remember? Some of you have younger kids, you remember that, right? Because they're hiding. They don't want anybody to see, they, you know? I never understood that. It's like, why can't you just do that on the toilet, you know? But... Some questions will never be answered. You know, kid, you might have some kids. You go and you're cleaning the room. And you go to clean up under the bed. And there's all these candy wrappers and stuff that have been thrown. You didn't know they were sneaking candy in the room. And they threw all the wrappers under the bed. You know, right? They're sneaking cookies out of the cookie jar. Trying to be sneaky. Kids did that. But guess what? We as adults, we do that. We do that when we're hurting. We hide. We hide. Shame grows best 
in the dark. Ephesians 5.3, among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. Right? Any kind of impurity. What is impurity? It's poison. It's poison. Stay away from it. Stay away from, stay away from it in your life. Stay away from sin in your life. Stay away from it in your marriage. Because it's only going to cause you guys to grow apart. It's only going to cause you to grow further from God. Stay away from it. Don't hide it. Stay away from it. So how do we stay away from it? You're going to have to set some guardrails. Right? You, you ever drive down the highway? You're driving down certain roads or on the interstate. And certain sections have these guardrails. Right? It's meant to protect you. To keep you from running off the road into a ditch or into some water or to something else. Running into a tree. So, so you're going to have to set some guardrails that are going to protect you just in, in your life or, or in your, especially in your marriage. Set up uh, some guardrails. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 27 through 28, You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. In other words, listen, you've got to set some guardrails to protect you. In your you. You shouldn't be looking at anyone else but your spouse, Right? So, so that's a guardrail to say, you know what, listen, I know that, that I, might, I might be tempted in this way or that way. I might go to the gym and I might be working out and there might be someone there and I might be tempted to look. But I need to set some guardrails in my heart and in my head to say, you know what, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to look away or if I see that, I'm going to go to a, the other side of the gym or whatever it is, man. If it's the computer, looking at things on the computer, uh, maybe you need to set some password and password protect that so you don't know that if that's a struggle for you. Or, or have your spouse hide the Ethernet cable so you can't get on. You might have to take some drastic measures to set guardrails in your life and in your marriage. Because there's some things out there that are going to poison you. They're going to keep you from God. They're going to keep you from having an awesome marriage. And if it's that valuable, you're going to protect it. Otherwise, you don't really care for it that much. Right? Protect it. Set up some guardrails. You know, we might say, well, you know, I'm not committing adultery, but you might be lusting after someone. You might think, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just talking with someone at work. It's not a big deal, right? Because they listen to me. I'm just talking to them. But, but what you, you, you begin to do is you begin to have feelings inside. You begin to fantasize in, in your heart. You begin to resent now your spouse because, yeah, they are listening to you. And so, so now you're creating this emotional connecting. You, you're, you, you may not be committing adultery, but you are in your heart and in your mind. Ladies, you might watch some of those, uh, what are those things on during the day? I can't even. Soap operas, yeah. Or uh, telenovelas for my Spanish people, you know. Maria, por qué? <laughs> might be watching some. Some of that stuff, it, it, you know, it may seem innocent, but maybe it's, it's causing you to think a certain way. Reading romance novels, guys looking at stuff you shouldn't be on your phone, you know, all these. You might need to set some guardrails and some boundaries. And that's a good thing, that's a healthy thing to have in your life. Again, to keep your way pure, to keep focused on God, to keep a healthy marriage, you're going to have to protect that. So, guess what? No secrets. No secrets in your secret is the enemy of intimacy. No secrets. A lot of people criticize our vice president, Vice President Pence, because he chose to follow what's known as the Billy Graham rule. He said, I'm not going to meet with someone of the opposite sex out in public or, or, or anywhere else for that matter. And I don't know why people 
uh, got their, their, their panties in a bunch about that because that's a good thing. He's trying to protect his life and his marriage. He's trying to live above reproach. But people, you know, people are people and, you know. But that's something we got to protect. That's something you got to protect. That's something I try to protect. If I have someone in my office, the door stays open. You know, I make sure that someone else is here. I let my wife know. I meet, hey, I have a meeting with so-and-so today. Just letting you know. And there's, there's communication between the two of us. And there, there's certain guardrails that, that have to be set. Not traveling alone. So I've known uh, at least pastors. In, in my world, I've known pastors. They don't like to travel alone. They like to take someone with them. Someone of the, of the same sex, usually. Someone to, to travel with them. Or, or I've even known some, some people to uh, say, hey, you know, I'm booking a hotel. I'm going to be staying there by myself. So, hey, um, they call the hotel and say, hey, listen, can you take the TV out of there and not have a TV in there while I'm there? You know, because it's a guardrail. It's removing the temptation out of their life so that it protects them. Is it the computer? Is it the phone? Is it their passwords that you need to, to work out? Is there some software that you need to put on your phone and computers to keep your way pure? If it is, do it. Protect it. Protect your life. Protect your marriage. Is it money? Is it, is it, is it you're spending money in secret or you have a secret uh, bank account that you keep from your spouse? That stuff, uh, you know, secrecy is the enemy of intimacy. You have to protect your marriage. How can we stay pure? The Bible asks this question. In fact, David in Psalm 119, he asked that question, Psalm 119, 9 through 11. He said, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. A guardrail for him is this in verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. David said, listen, I don't just know what the words are. I don't just, I can't just uh, like remember and recite it to you. I'm going to live it in my life. I'm going to live it. We're not supposed to just be hearers of the word. We're supposed to be doers of the word. So when he says, I'm going to hide God's word in my heart, I'm going to have it so that when temptation comes, I'm going to have it. When, when, when a situation comes up, I'm going to have God's word in my heart. And that's my guardrail to keep me pure. Jesus himself faced temptation. The devil tried to come at him. The devil's trying to, you know, even the devil knows scripture. But you need to know it better than the devil, right? The devil tried to come at him and twist God's word because that's what he does. That's what he's always done. He tried to twist God's word. And Jesus said, no, this is what it is. This is what it says. And you need to be able to do that. Don't just be able to recite it. Don't just be able to quote it. Be able to live it in your life. That's a guardrail that you, again, if you'll strengthen your faith, if you'll strengthen yourself in God's word, if you'll strengthen yourself in the spirit, if you'll strengthen yourself through your times of prayer and seeking after him so that you know his voice, you'll strengthen your life, you'll strengthen everything in it, including your marriage. If you're going to see God, if you're going to passionately uh, please God, you have to be pure. You have to, to live pure. You have to seek after holiness. You have to seek after uh, purity in your heart. If you want to attract God, you're going to walk pure. If you want to repulse God, you want God out of your life, then just keep sinning. Because sin separates us from Him. God wants your way pure. He wants your life pure. He wants your marriage pure. So you got to protect it. If you want a godly, healthy marriage, you're going to have to protect it. Proverbs 28, 13 says, Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Listen, I know there may be some things that happen in your marriage. Maybe they've already happened. And it's going to take 
rebuilding trust in that relationship. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking lightly of, of that. It's going to take a lot of grace. It's going to take a lot of extra effort to work through that. But man, if, we're, if you're confessing things and you're open, you're honest with your spouse, receive it with grace. Love your spouse, even through some of those difficult things. And again, I know some of those are even more difficult. When there's infidelity and, 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 and different situations like that, uh, it's going to take extra work through that. But when, when they're confessing, when they open up, receive it with grace. Children of light is who we're called to be, no longer living in darkness. So how can we stay pure? We have to live according to God's word. Again, if you'll strengthen your faith, you will strengthen your marriage. If you're single, seek God first. Become the person that you want to marry. If you're married, seek God and seek him with your spouse. You want to strengthen your marriage? You got to water. You got to water. You got to cultivate it. The grass is greener where you water it. And so you do that by protecting your marriage. You also do that by prioritizing your marriage. Right? Remember when you were dating or when you were first married? Right? It was just the two Just the two you and I, right? It was just the two of you. Like you could get up and go whenever you wanted. You could go wherever you wanted, right? You could do, you, you weren't on a time crunch. You didn't have anything. You, it was fun, right? It was great. And then kids come along, right? And that's a game changer for us, isn't it? And I'm not saying that, like, I don't, I don't want you to think I'm resenting my kids or I don't like my kids. They make great sermon illustrations, so I'm going to talk about my kids, right? But yeah, when kids come along, it's a game changer. So guess what? Now everything revolves around them. Right? How you pack is differently when you go places, right? If you have babies, you don't just go to the grocery store. You pick up and go. You got to pack the bag. You got to make sure you have enough diapers and wipes and, and all that stuff, right? If you go on a trip, you got to pack differently when you go on a trip, right? If you want to go out to eat, at least in our family, it revolves around what the kids eat, especially my son because he's a super picky eater. Right? So, so it's like, all right, well, no, we can't go there. Well, he doesn't eat that. And so it, it, like, it revolves around the kids now, right? It's just, it's just the way that it works out. So, so where you go, what you, how much time you have somewhere now revolves around the kids. Because you know they hit that, that, that hour. Or they hit, we went bowling. Uh, it's my father-in-law's birthday today. So uh, if you see Jerry around throughout this week, um, say, hey, happy birthday. If you go to Publix, he's working today. He's at Publix. Uh, making sure everybody has all their toilet paper and, and everything, right? And um, just say happy birthday to him. But we took him bowling last night, and, uh, and, and we stayed there. We got to a certain hour, we're like, should we do another game? In my head, and I said it, but no one listened. I'm like, no, we, we need, it's time. We need to go. It's like 8 o'clock. It's going to get crazy here in just a few minutes. And sure enough, it did. Kids started, ah, you know, doing their thing. And it's like, man, we should have left. I told y'all, that's not on me, you know. And so now, when we stay, or how long we stay at places, it revolves, it revolves around the kids. It's different. It's different. Again, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that to resent my kids. I'm just saying that, that priorities shift and they change over time. So you got, you got to protect that. You got to make sure that you are still prioritizing your marriage, even with having kids. You, even with having kids, and, and, and with kids brings a busier schedule and things like that, as they get older. and they have, Some of y'all kids have busier schedules than you do, right? It's the truth. Um, but, and that's okay, but, but, but even in the busyness of all that, sometimes we even lose our priority with God and putting him first in all the chaos and all the busyness uh, of everything. So, so we just got to be mindful of that and make sure that we're still prioritizing our time with God and making sure that we're still prioritizing our marriage. 
Yes, we have kids. Yes, things are different. But we need to make sure that we are setting aside time that we still have us together, right? That, that, that we still have date nights. Um, you, you know, find someone to watch some kids and go spend some time with yourself growing together. You still need to do that. You still need to date each other. And I know that gets difficult at times, but you still need to make sure that you are doing that. There needs to be time for you and your spouse, right? Even with kids. There still needs to be time in your relationship um, with God. But yeah, yeah, so, so, so all that ends up happening. You have kids, life gets busier, and the kids start having stuff to do as they get older. And, and if we're not careful, then oh, we're just so busy, you don't have time for God. Oh, we're, we're, we're so busy with, with this, and we don't have time for each other, right? And, and then before you know it, because kids are expensive, it's like I'm working all the time. Just I'm trying to pay for daycare, and I'm trying to make sure that, that we, we have all the stuff stuff that we need, right, and, 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 and that, you know, your kids now have friends, and it never fails, someone's always having a birthday party, so you got to keep up, with, there's all kinds of stuff you got to keep up with, so now it's like, I'm, I'm working to keep up all this, and if you're not careful, your identity can now become in your work, your identity become now in your kids, your identity can become in a lot of different, your identity can be, uh, come in, in an image, trying to keep up, your, I'm just trying to be a good mom, and let's be honest, there's a lot of mommy shaming out there, right? It's, it's, it's real. The struggle is real. And I, I know none of y'all do that in this room, right? Um, especially with social media, it can, it can get crazy. There's mom groups out there, and that's just, a, that's just a recipe for gossip. Let's don't do that, okay? Let's encourage each other, right? Let's encourage uh, moms to be strong and, and be good, and let's be encouraging. That's what the church should be. But it happens, and if we're not careful, our, 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 our identity can become in trying to keep up this image. I'm trying to always keep the house clean. I'm trying to always uh, be a good mom. I'm trying to always do stuff, and, and I got a Pinterest page, and I'm trying to keep up with all the Pinterest crafty stuff. And, and man, if you're not careful, you will wear yourself out, right? Try to keep up with all the kids' stuff, try to keep up with everything else. And, and, and if you're not careful, you can lose your relationship with God. You can lose your relationship with your spouse. Isn't it funny that on our deathbed we begin to reflect on things? It's not the things that we reflect on during our life. Like on your deathbed, you're not going to be wishing, well, I wish we would have got those granite countertops. I mean, you know, now, now to think about it, um, maybe we should have got those hardwood floors at that one time. You're not going to think about, man, I post on Facebook all the time and I, I, I wish I got more likes on my posts. Our deathbed, we're not going to be thinking about those things, right? You're going to think about two things. You're going to think about, man, I wish I'd have spent more time with my family. I wish I would have prioritized that. And you're going to think about, wow, man, I wish I would have done some things differently. I wish I would have served God more. I wish I could go back and change something. I wish I could. We're not thinking about all that superficial stuff and all the things that we end up putting a lot of time and, and so I say all this, say, let, let's, let's prioritize the right things, okay? Let, let, let's here's the thing. Um, there are things um, that, that destroy our marriages that aren't really bad things. They're actually good things. They're just not prioritized correctly, right? So let's make sure we are prioritizing things correctly. Putting God first. We talked about this last week. God first, and we are seeking him first with our spouse, you're not married yet, you're seeking him first, and you're becoming the person that you want to get married one day, right? Children are important. Don't get, I, again, I don't want you to think that I, I hate my kids. I don't. I love my kids. I do anything. I die for my kids. But, and they're important, but they're not as important as your marriage. And I know, I know some of you, you've had kids, and, and maybe it took a lot to have those kids. I get that. But, but hear me out. 
if you want to love your kids, you need to invest in your marriage. If you truly love your kids, you will invest in your marriage. Um, you're only going to have your kids for a certain amount of time. At the end of it, it's going to end up being you and your spouse at some point. Now, I get you're always going to, they're always going to call you. They're always going to want to borrow money. They're always going to want to, uh, you know, come raid your refrigerator. You know, that's always going to happen. They're always going to call and ask for advice. They never stop being your kids. But as far as your responsibility as raising them in your home, that ends at some point, And then it's you and your spouse. Right? They're, they're going to leave the nest, so to speak, and it's going to be, it's going to be just you guys, right? They're a temporary assignment. Marriage is a lifetime commitment, right? If you want your children to succeed one day when they get married, you need to model a good, healthy, godly marriage for them. Model that for them. Whether that's uh, the spiritual side of it, make sure they see you praying. Make sure that, 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 that they see you reading your Bible sometimes. Make sure that, that, that you're spending that time cultivating the relationship that they have with God. So that one day, when they go step out on their own, they know where to turn to. And if church isn't a priority now, it will never be a priority when they get older. Make sure that that's, those things are the right priority. God first, right? But make sure that they see you guys loving each other. Make sure that your kids see you showing affection. Even though we, they, our kids, do, they were just doing, I was giving my wife a kiss goodbye, and Anza's like, ew, she covered her face. So I kissed her a little bit more, you know, and made it all funny. But they always do that. Make sure they see you guys uh, showing affection and not always fighting, right? There's a rule in leadership, and I think it's a good rule for, for your marriage, too. You, 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 might, uh, you might disagree, but make sure you're disagreeing in private and praising each other in public. That's a good leadership rule, but it's a great marriage rule as well. You know, argue in private, but, but praise each other in public, right? Don't, don't let them see some of that stuff. Let them, see, let, let them see that you are prioritizing your marriage. But hey, guess what? Mommy and daddy need mommy and daddy time. We need a date night. You need to, uh, our kids, it's funny, uh, we'll take them to my mom's and, and, and they'll be like, are you guys going on a date? And we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we, we need a date. Y'all need to go to grandma's house and we, we need a break. Um, so, they, so they know that. Make sure your kids see that. Make sure they see a, a healthy uh, marriage, right? Get away sometimes. And listen, if you can't get away, borrow a tent. Go camping. Do something, right? If you, can, if you can't afford like a nice hotel, maybe get one of those hotels. And if you're lucky, they have one of those vibrating beds you pay a quarter. And, and then you're going to have a lot of fun, right? But the kid, listen, do something. Do something, right? You have to prioritize it. Hey, there's a lot of people out, and, and they're just missing it. So y'all make sure you tell them, listen, y'all miss some really fun stuff. You got to prioritize it. Put God first. Put your marriage second. And your kids. I know, I know this, it's easier said than done. I know it's going to take some work. Communicate. Talk it out. Work it out with each other. But make sure you are putting it, make sure you are prioritizing the right things. God first, spot second. Strengthen your faith, you'll strengthen your marriage. The grass is greener where you water it. So you got to protect it, you got to prioritize it. And the last thing is make sure you are pursuing your spouse. Pursue, still date each other. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Still date, still pursue your spouse. Listen, by nature, we pursue what we don't have. Right? So remember when you were dating, 
like you were spending all kind of time with each other. Like you, you couldn't spend a moment without them when you were dating, like because you pursue what you don't have, right? And so you, you spent uh, you know, crazy amount of money. You did things that you normally wouldn't do. You did things that you hated, but you wanted to spend time with that person, right? Guys, you would go watch a chick flick, even though you know you don't want to watch a chick flick. Like, we want to watch stuff go boom, right? That's the kind of stuff we want to but you didn't, but you would do that because you're, you, you were pursuing what you didn't have yet, right? You'll do some crazy stuff. You'll stay out all night, right? You'll drive hours just to go be with that person. You'll spend a lot of money that you may not even have, right? We do stupid stuff for the name of love, don't we? And when you were dating, you did that. What happened though? What changed? What, what changed? When you got married, some of that should have changed. Like, you got to be careful what you spend your money on. you got to be smart about that. But, but the pursuit part doesn't change. Or at least it shouldn't. Pursuit, your spouse can do. Hey, man, young people, we used to make mixtapes back in the day. Y'all remember that? You know what a cassette tape is, right? No? All right, so it's this little boxy little thing. And you stick it in the, in the radio, and it will play. And it's got a little thin tape, and it will, You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Star-Lord had the awesome mixtape. Yeah, yeah, mixtape. But we would make them for our, 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 our girlfriends or boyfriends. And it would have our favorite songs that reminded us of them. And Yeah, yeah. You know, a tape, a cassette tape. That was before CDs. Before CDs, before streaming music. Okay, anyway. We used to make mixtapes. Yeah, we did all kinds of crazy stuff. We would go over and beyond. What happened, man? What happened? We stopped pursuing. Don't stop pursuing your spouse. I know time, time, I tell people all the time, especially in ministry, time is more valuable than money. We can always make more money. We can always do a fundraiser, but time is, we have all, the same amount of time every day, and it's only a certain amount of time. The time is more valuable, and in your, in your relationships, your marriage, time is valuable. Time is valuable. Make sure you're pursuing them. Make sure you're spending time pursuing your spouse. If, if we stop pursuing in any other area of life, we are considered lazy or needing improvement. Think about on your job. If you quit, if you quit trying to do a good job on your job, you're going to be, hey, listen, you need to shape up or ship out, pal, right? If it's your yard, you quit working on your, maybe you live in an HOA and you quit watering the grass, you quit making sure things are trimmed up, you're going to get a letter that say, listen, if you don't fix this, you're going to get a fine. Right? In any other area of life, we're told we're, we're lazy if we quit pursuing. Come on now, we got to focus on the right things. If you want a strong, healthy, happy, godly marriage, you got to pursue. Pursue God first and still pursue your spouse. Cultivate it. Grow it. Genesis 2, 24. We read it earlier. It says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is what? United to his wife. And they become one. United. The word for united is, is daubat. It means to cling or adhere to. To catch by pursuit. To pursue hard with affection and devotion. That's what we're supposed to be doing with God. That's what we're supposed to be doing in our marriage. You have to learn to close the gap between intentions and actions. A lot of us have good intentions, but now we need to put some action behind that, right? Let me, let me kind of share with you what, what I mean by that. 
Um, oftentimes we'll, we'll feel love or, or we'll, we'll uh, really connected to our spouse or we'll have a good idea of something to do, but then it's like you get busy so you forget to do it. Or you feel like, wow, you know, man, you, you, maybe you look at your spouse. I, I did this last night. I just took a step back. Sometimes you got to take a step back and just, man, God is good, right? And, and I took a step back last night. I saw Haley. We were going out to the bowling alley. I said, babe, you can't be looking fine like that going to the bowling alley because there might be some guys there that I'm going to have to say something to. And she's like, what? Like, But sometimes we might think that, but we never say it. We might think, oh, no, that, that's silly. She knows me. I am silly, but I don't care. She knew that when she married me. So if, if, she, if she's surprised, that's her fault. But, uh, but sometimes we'll think that or we'll think to say something or we'll think, man, I just really love my spouse. But we'll never say it, right? So sometimes we have good intentions, but we never take any action with that. So if you think about saying something, guess what? Say it. Say it. I don't care if you text it. It can't always be texted, though, because especially guys, your, your wife needs to hear it. But guess what, ladies? Your husband needs to hear it, too. So if you think something, say it, right? If you think something, say it. Hebrews 3.13 says, Encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage each other. We're, we're encouraged to do that with everyone, especially your spouse. So do it. If you think something good, uh, say it. Whether it's, man, I just, I just think you are, you are amazing. Right? This, this is wives to husbands, husbands. You're just, you're amazing. But don't just stop there. Tell them why. Man, you're, you're amazing. You're, you're such an awesome wife. You're such an awesome husband. You know, tell them that. If you think it, tell them that. If it's, I love you, just out of the blue. If it's writing a note and putting it, uh, somewhere where they're going to see it and surprise them, right? Say it. Do it. Man, you, you are just, you are, you are glowing today. You look gorgeous today. I used to work with this guy, and he walked up to this girl while we were working, and he said, your face shines like the brilliance of the stars. I said, man, that was good, bro. That was a good, what would you say again? I'm writing, that was a good line, man. It doesn't have to be just a line. Mean it, right? You got to tell your spouse those things from time to time. Because otherwise they're going to be like, I don't even know anymore. I don't, I don't know if they love me or not. <laughs> I don't know if they care or not. If you think something good, say it, right? We got to pursue our spouses. Fellas, pursue her with words of, of affection and affirmation. Not just sexual affection, okay? Not just sexual affection. Not just, not just sex, okay? That's great. It's going to happen, right? But not just that. Not just when you're looking to get lucky, okay? You got to tell them. Pursue her with words of affection. And, and we can make all kinds of statements. You can, you can vacuum. You can do the dishes, right? You can go clean the car. You can do a lot of different things. But it can't just be that. They need to hear you say it to them. Those things are great. And again, this depends on your spouse's love language too. Because their love language may not be acts of service. It probably is going to be a lot of words of affirmation. Okay? So they need to hear you say it. I love you. And again, not just 
Hey, I love you. And just leave it. I love it. Hey, I love you because, man, you are such a godly woman. And I, I appreciate your, 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 uh, your love for God. And, I, man, when you pray, it's like, it's so, it's so awesome and it's so uh, admirable. And I just, man, I, I, I love that you love God so much. Man, I, I you know, I love that, that you're so much fun to be around. I love that, that I can spend time with you. And we can go do anything in the world and it doesn't matter as long as we're together, right? You know, you're, you're my best friend, and I just love, and whatever it is, however that's applicable for you and your spouse, but they want to hear that, guys. you got to say it. If you think something good, say it. Ladies, I'm not leaving you out. I'm trying to help you out, but I'm not leaving. Ladies, pursue him with words of affirmation as well. Listen to me. Ladies, he is becoming what you see in him. Stick with me here, okay? He is becoming what you see in in him. So don't always tell him what he's not. It's quiet in the room. Tell him who you see him becoming. Be his biggest fan. Be his biggest cheerleader. And I know you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do that. But that's what he needs. You don't have to come out with the pom-poms unless that's your thing. I'm not, no judgment, but, but <laughs> be, his, be his biggest fan. Be his biggest cheerleader. Encourage him. Build, build him up, man. Build him up spiritually. Let him know, hey, listen, when you take us to church, man, that's the most amazing thing. Listen, the church is void of men in this day and age. There's a reason why women have come up in leadership. There's a reason why we see women that are becoming pastors. Because there's not enough men. So ladies, when it does happen, encourage that. Put it out there in front of them. Call out what you see, right? And, and, and encourage that. Man, when you take us to church, that's the most amazing thing that you do. When I see you pray, you are, you are never sexier than when you pray. And I see you going after God and pursuing God. Let him know, affirm him in that way. Right? Men, she wants to know, do you love me today? Ladies, he wants to know, do you believe in me today? I, I told you last week, men and women are different. We think differently. We function differently. Men, she wants to know, do you love me today? Ladies, he wants to know, do you believe in me today? Hey, man, I, I see, hubby, you, you are working a lot, and you're taking care of this family. And, man, I, I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Baby, I, I love you. I love you. You're the most amazing wife. I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm not just trying to get lucky. I, like I, I really, I love you. I, I thank you for being with me and putting up with me. You know, that, that, she wants to know, do you love me today? God, uh, ladies, he wants to know, do you believe in me today? When you think something good, when you think something special, do it. So when you think something good, say it. When you think or something special, do it. James 4, 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin for them. Now certainly the context is different. But if you think something good, you should do it, right? So if you're thinking, hey, I, I want to surprise her this weekend. We're, we're going to go do something. Right, I'm going to plan. Out. Guys, they want you to plan it out. They don't always want to plan it out. You plan it out, guys. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you out get some points. Right? I'm trying to... So, so, so say, man, I'm going to plan something out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, get a babysitter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set something up, get a babysitter. We're going to go out. I've already looked up the movie times. I've already got the movie we're going to go see. I made, I made reservations in advance. Right, guys? Reservations. 
If you've got an anniversary coming up, the anniversary is the same date every year. Plan. Don't, don't halfway do it. I can think of another word to call that, half something else, but I'm not going to say that. Because that's what it is when you do that. Let's just be honest. Don't halfway do it, man. She's worth more than that, right? Your anniversary is the same every year. Plan it. Make, make a plan. Do something special. But that's going to take you thinking ahead. You got to get out of your waffle brain sometimes. Do something different, right? But man, set it up. Ladies, you know, if you know there's, there's, there's a game that he might like to go to, buy tickets for it and surprise him. Take him out. Go, go do that. Guys, if, it's, if you got little kids, bathe the kids for her. Let her go and, and just sit down and, and for a minute, you know. Take care of the kids. Do the dishes. Let her have a break. You know, do, do some. If you're feeling overwhelmed, again, pack the bags, book a hotel. Do something. Write a thankful note. Make the bed. Watch a chick flick instead of the shoot 'em up boom stuff, right? Do something. Do something that your spouse loves to do. Mark, Hallmark. Tonight, right? Yeah. Do something that your spouse loves to do, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just lost it, right? But listen, do something that your spouse loves. If he loves golfing, wink, wink, hint, hint. If he loves to play golf, go golfing with him, right? I've been trying to get Haley to go play golf with me for so long now. I know she'd be good at it. She played softball. It's an easy transfer. I don't know, we'd have fun. I, I, I'd say it's a stress relief for me. You get to hit something and, yeah. Go play golf with me. But if it's not, if it's, if she wants to go shopping, go, go spend time with her. And maybe spend a little extra if you can. Whatever they love doing, do that, right? It's not always about you. Can we stop focusing on ourselves? Can we prioritize the right thing? Can we put God first? and put our spouse second. Can we do that? Everybody, guys, gals, everybody, can we do that? When you think something good, say it. When you think something special, do it. When you want something different, be it. When you want something different, be it. It's easy to complain. It's easy to get frustrated, man. If only she would just blah, 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 whatever. If only she would just encourage me. I've been busting my hump all day. If only she would just recognize all everything I'm doing. Right? Man, if my husband would just be the spiritual leader of my home, I, I wish he would just pray with me, right? And, and it's easy. We can gripe and we can complain, right? But don't, don't gripe about what your spouse is not. Continue to grow into who you are supposed to be. And if you're both doing that, it's going to be okay. Don't gripe about what your spouse is not. Continue to grow into who you're supposed to be. Uh, in youth ministry, I was gone. I'm about to wrap it up. But in youth ministry, I was gone all, especially during the summer. Because summertime's the kids out of school, and so we spend a lot of time with the kids. So there would be some summers where I'd, I'd take the kids to youth camp, so that's a whole week. Um, I always took them on, on a missions trip. Uh, we went up to Ocala a lot. There was a kids camp up there that we had, had them. So we ran the camp up there. So that's the second week that we were gone. And then uh, there'll be some summers when I would go on the church missions trip. So out of the country, church. So that's three weeks out of the summer. The summer goes by really fast. You know, Haley's a teacher, so she'd be at home. But, I'd, you know, I'd be gone a lot during 
the summer, and I know that was frustrating at times. Now I think things have flipped. I'm getting it back. Uh, she's been going through ministry school, uh, school of ministry, and, and so that's one Saturday a month. I've got the kids all day, right? Got the kids all day. Uh, there, there's times she's having to read like, every night, right? There's times in this season of our life where we're, we're now lead pastors and we're overseeing the church and, and it can be busy and, and there's some times when we can just like, that we just don't have time for each other. Anymore. And we get frustrated sometimes and we have to remember, hey, this is a season that God has ordained, that he has us in. Let's, let's make the most of it. This is an exciting season. God is doing some incredible things here and, and, and we just have to trust him but make sure that we are prioritizing our marriage, that we are protecting, even in the busyness, that we are prioritizing that we're protecting that we're pursuing each other you can complain or you can compare or you can cultivate your marriage the grass is greener where you water it so seeking to understand each other seeking to understand the season that you are in learning to prioritize and protect and pursue is going to help you do that to get what you've never had you're going to have to do what you've never done to get what you once had you must do what you once did. So maybe in your marriage today, maybe it's struggling. Maybe there's some things going on. Maybe there's some, some tension. Or like I said, you, you know, maybe you've fallen out of love, so to speak. To get back what you once had, you're going to have to do what you once did. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, Go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless. Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message.